Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Gift giving time is nearly upon us, but is Christmas the only time we should be sending gifts to clients and staff? And if not, who wants to organize it? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Organising a staff or client gift is the last thing anyone really wants to do. But it's actually a great relationship builder and should form part of your broader marketing strategy. But with so many overpriced, boring corporate gifts you've seen a million times before, wouldn't it be great to outsource this task to someone who knows your business, who understands your relationships and has access to interesting products? Well, you can. Laura Skudlerek is the founder of Gift Hunters Australia, a shopping service that removes the stress and guesswork out of gift giving. From searching to sending, this self-confessed shopaholic has your gifting needs all wrapped up. Laura says the gift doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be smart. So I began by asking Laura, how much impact does a corporate gift actually have? I think it has immense impact. I think selecting the right gift that can really resonate and connect with clients will result in repeat business, positive referrals of your business, and then in turn grow your client base. Businesses tend to leave their gifting to the end of the year, but there is a lot of opportunity to use gifting as part of your marketing strategy throughout the year. How so? Well, a lot of my business is referral gifts as well as settlement handover gifts. So you think about all the times that someone refers your business and you're gifting them, that is a constant flow of positive referrals. Even gifting for staff or within the business, when someone does a great job or reaches a milestone, it's a perfect opportunity to give a gift that is going to connect them back to your brand and business. Now, Laura, you have a bit of a personal reason for starting Gift Hunters Australia. Can you tell us about what happened? Yes. I basically grew tired of my husband not making an effort when it came to gifting for my birthday or for anniversaries. So (laughs) I don't think that he didn't want to. I just, I hope so. I just think that he didn't have the time and the last place that he wanted to be was in a shopping centre and he would have no idea of where to start and what to get. So that was my drive behind Gift Hunters Australia. I thought, he couldn't possibly be the only man out there that's like that. And true enough, he was not. When I started the business, my first handful of clients were mums from my son's school who had passed on my details to their husband because they were in exactly the same boat. So from there, I was doing a lot of personal gifting and it just organically fell into corporate gifting. So those personal clients either had a small business and they wanted to implement more unique gifting into their business or they would refer me to their friends who had businesses and it just kind of 
went from there. There's also a story about a friend of yours returning from living abroad and apologising for not having sent you a gift. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, so I had a girlfriend. I caught up with her for lunch and she was living in America at that time. And while she was away, I had a birthday, I had my third child and she said she went online and was looking at all these new mum hampers, gift boxes, and she said it was just overpriced items. And she said, I didn't even know if you would use any of the things that were in there, which is why she never sent anything. And it's right, when you traditionally, those Christmas hampers, they're full of jams and crackers and bits and bobs that you don't really use. I used to have a whole heap of things just pushed to the back of my cupboard that we'd received in a gift basket because it's not our taste. It's not something that we would use. And I think that's historically where gift hampers possibly even have that stereotype still around it. So then given that, do you have access to interesting products rather than the more traditional, boring corporate gifts? I definitely try and stay away from that traditional boring gift. I definitely try to support other small businesses where I can. A big part of my criteria would be price. So I don't believe that gifts need to cost an arm and a leg in order to have a positive impact. So I pride myself on being affordable and still having that wow factor to it. I try and support small businesses that might have a standard product but a unique twist on it. So think personalised doormats or monogrammed key rings. I have one supplier who everyone loves. She is an architect by trade and she does freehand sketches of houses. And so I frame that up and I use that a lot for settlement gifts. And every time that has that wow factor and everyone just loves it, it's got great feedback. Realistically, anyone can run out and quickly buy a gift for a client. What's the unique experience that you provide businesses? You're right. Anyone can go and grab a gift. I often relate it to or think about dinner, right? Anyone can make a meal. So why would you go and eat at a restaurant? When you do that, when you outsource, I guess, or get someone else to do it, you are exposing yourself to new ideas and concepts that you might not necessarily have thought of. It's definitely easier. It frees up your time, especially if we're talking in a corporate sense. It frees up your time to do other things that you're better skilled at doing. I think, too, when it's done by an expert in that field, it's always executed perfectly. Everything from receiving the gift, unwrapping it and discovering what's inside, it's a complete experience. And like what we were just saying, rather than just grabbing it a bit from here and a bit from there and putting it together, I think about it. It's thoughtful. I'm thinking about who's receiving it. When you are doing it yourself, okay, so you need to think of what gift you're going to get and where you're going to get it from. You have to go and get it. Then you have to wrap it up or have it wrapped, then box it up and then take it to the post office. It's a process. I think in today's day and age, we outsource so much of our lives. Why wouldn't you outsource your gifting to an expert? Absolutely. I love it. You've called yourself a shopaholic. So how different is it shopping based on a business brief? And what does it feel like when you've really nailed it? I don't think it's really different at all. I think (laughs) maybe when I am shopping to a brief, I'm maybe a shopaholic on a budget, but... (laughs) 
for me and my process, I don't think it's different at all. When I receive emails from my clients that say a gift blew their socks off or I'm going to pass your details on to so-and-so, you know, they need to use your gifting in their business. I kind of explain it. My heart sings. That's it's exactly what I want. I want my clients to love what they're gifting and then I want their recipients to be wowed by it. It's all about using it as a connection and building that relationship with that client. I love it. I love shopping. I love gifting. <laughs> I always have. It's in the blood. In my blood. Yeah. So what are some of the more outlandish gifting briefs you've been given? When it comes to gifting, anything goes. I did have a client, they were settling on a loan a couple of weeks ago and the people who were going to receive the gift were dog crazy. So the gift needed to be for the dogs rather than for the people. The hardest gift that I've had to source was an anniversary gift. One of my clients approached me, it was their 10-year wedding anniversary and they wanted a ring that had 10 diamonds in it, so one diamond for every year that they were married. And believe it or not, that was so hard to source. There are rings with five diamonds, seven diamonds. I think I even came across a nine diamond, but 10 was a challenge. Yeah, I literally could only find two options for them. So, Did you end up finding or getting a 10 diamond ring made? We had five days to whip something up, so getting it made was not an option, but we did in the end find one but tricky I would think that that would be something simple yeah so how has COVID-19 impacted the gifting industry I was very prepared for my business to take a hit in COVID and I would have welcomed it when we went into isolation I had to homeschool two children I had a four-year-old that I needed to entertain and I would have been fine if my business kind of slowed down and allowed for me to focus on that. But it was the reverse. I had a lot of businesses use gifting as a way to stay connected with their staff who were, say, working from home. So I sent a lot of wellness packs to them Mm -hmm. to stay connected. And then I had a couple of clients who used gifting to stay connected with their clients. We can get through this together kind of pack, which I was really surprised about. The floods and the fires at the beginning of the year really set the precedent to support small businesses and buy local. And with Mother's Day in the middle of that, I think that really helped me. Mother's Days are usually busy for me, but this was like Christmas next level. People can't travel to see their mum, especially interstate. Previously, they'd picked up a bunch of flowers on their way to see their mum. And because that wasn't happening, then gifting was the next step for them. The influx of corporate inquiries over the last six months has been great. I think I've probably secured 10 new corporate clients just in that period of people who are are wanting to implement gifting as part of their ongoing business. The gifting industry as a whole has definitely thrived in the past couple of months. And I see it like I'm on a couple of those female startup, small business Facebook groups, and there's been a lot of talk about I want to start a gifting business, I think, because people see that it's a great trend at the moment and, you know, I want to jump on it while I can. And I wonder too if 
people were homebound on their computer more rather than being out and I'll grab that and I'll grab that. People have possibly discovered more online businesses or discovered how easy it is to just click and send something and it be appreciated and be just as good as what they possibly could have picked up in store, if not better. Last question, Laura. So a business wants to get you on board. What's your process? What do you require to get gifting? It is super simple. I basically just need what the gift is for, the demographic of the client's and your budget. And then from there, I create a proposal that is best suited to your clients or your business. And we go from there. All of my gifts include wrapping a handwritten note and delivery. So it's literally just one cost. There's no hidden charges. And I offer no minimum order quantities or spend. So businesses are able to order in line with their business requirements rather than having a whole bulk of stock that they're trying to work through. But once I have all of that information, I send through a proposal and we go from there. It's super easy. That was founder of Gift Hunters Australia, Laura Scudelrecht. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B-Daily tomorrow. Follow at B-E-Daily podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel.